0: Super Larius Brothers. The Super
1: Super Show.
0: A very presidential edition of the Super Larius Brothers
1: podcast. Not that this will be released timely, <laughs> but. <Levi. laughs> no.
0: In fact, it's us talking about the presidential candidate of 2020. That's, that's the year we're going into. Mm-hmm. No, the, the whole bit there is that this is being recorded the day after Trump was, quote unquote, impeached.
1: Third president in history. Yeah. And guess uh, how many of them also got impeached from office by the Senate? Uh zero. Yes. Be
0: correct? <laughs> it was like the if I recall, uh, Clinton wasn't ever convicted and Nixon resigned before it could have gone to like the hearing.
1: Nixon was never impeached. He resigned before anything yeah. happened. Andrew Johnson, uh, Lincoln's successor, who tried to like basically undo everything Lincoln did after he died. Oh whatever. was uh he was impeached by the the House, but also not by the Senate. Okay. Uh All have been basically grandstanding events to just try and scare the president.
0: Yeah, which really, I don't know why. It always strikes me as a weird move, because it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're really going to accomplish much, mm-hmm. especially when you kind of are doing it in the tail end of an election year kind of thing, like going into an election year. Like, what are you going to... You're not, like, taking him out, like, a week into office or something like that, or doing, like, some scare move there, and you're, Kind of just kind of spinning the wheels for a big PR move, it feels like.
1: Yeah, for what you might view as a symbolic victory, but you're in the minority when you do that. Because it was just as stupid when the Republicans did it against Clinton. Like, it it didn't achieve... I remember being, like, high school and, like, naively being like, well, maybe the Senate will impeach him. Won't this will be my Watergate. And, obviously, and that was what
0: old that was what the, the young Tuck Mikey was thinking. Yeah, but Wait, you, <laughs> Bill Clinton game? He, weren't you like 16 when that happened?
1: I was jerking off.
0: <laughs> <at> you were <laughs> like 16 with the propeller hat on, like, I think this will be a real gets this big down swing. Yeah, well, oh, the- DuckTales is on. Hold on, Mom, turn off those
1: earrings. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, honestly, it's my voice now, kind of, so it's it wasn't that big of a leap.
0: <laughs> hey, oh, will- hamburgers, mom. How am I supposed to jerk it to Janiah
1: Twain when the motive's not working? Guess I'll turn on the news. Oh, Slick Dick's finally getting his. <laughs> slick Willie. Now it's time for
0: my Slick Willie. Whoa! Yeah, I remember, uh... That was a weird time when the only printer in the house was in mom's room, so you really had to print your porn out at periodically perfect times.
1: And you had to sit there for like a half an hour. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was the longest like printer in existence. Like, burr, 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 burr. And then it it's feels
1: like, sort of guilty when mom didn't have enough like coloring to print out a resume. Oh, print.
0: yeah. You're just like, God, where could it have all gone? It's like, I have like 16 bikini photos. I'm like kicking under my bed. Like, get out of here. In fact, I could vividly recall... That one
1: picture of, like, Terry Hatcher from, from Lois <laughs> and Clark I had to down, I had to print out. There was
0: a period of time... I must have been, like... I must have been maybe 12. Probably actually even younger. And there was... I forget. This was, like, the old days of the internet. Where I just found some database that would just have, like, numbers, and you clicked on them, and it opened open up a file. And it was just, like, women in bikinis. Like, it wasn't even anything yeah. crazy. And, like, at the time, I didn't really know how to use a computer. So I remember, like, the way I do it is I copy the pic- the pictures and I paste them in, like, a Word document so I can look at them later. And just saved it on the computer under some silly name. And one day, Mom was going through clearing everything with both me and Terry. And they opened up. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, but, of course, Mom was like... It's a folder
1: like- <laughs> that's not called Gay Cat Poems. Finally. <laughs>
0: well, here's the thing. Mom was like... Oh, uh, Mikey. And I was like, yeah, that pig <laughs> leaving his pornography here on the computer. You what match. a scumbag.
1: Jerking off to copy and pasted <laughs> images from the swimsuit <laughs> Sports Illustrated catalog. Yeah, I
0: mean, Jesus, what a weirdo. And <laughs> she was just like, yeah, it must have been Mikey. My son's too young for this.
1: I just, like, bust through the door. Like, you didn't download he didn't delete that copy, did you?
0: <laughs> he still got it, right? Um... Uh, but yeah, I guess to the <laughs> back to the news of Trump, uh, it's been a somewhat very busy like last couple weeks of the twenty nineteen, and yet it doesn't really feel like a whole lot actually has happened.
1: No, but people have, I guess, it looks like his poll numbers are going up.
0: I, I imagine they would because it's the same thing that would drive up his supporters anyway because it feels like a frivolous waste of time. Like, honestly, I kind of am siding with them more because I'm just like, what a fucking waste of everyone's time. Would
1: you call yourself a moderate liberal?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not smart enough to know all the differences in terms, like, where I stand to be, like, where you exactly fit or the right terminology for it. Um, on most issues, on, like, human rights issues, I definitely swing a lot more left than I used to, but... I still don't know where I fall because I, I generally don't, like, try to place myself on too many issues that I don't feel like I know that much about.
1: Queers voting. Yeah, whatever. It's 2019.
0: Man, let, <laughs> let them go for it. Let the, you know, they can make out in the booth if they want to. Maybe they get dressed up when I get in there finally, you
1: know? Jeez, it's always stinking. All those old people. Like all five. Of the queer eye guys come out of the voting booth and you're like, well, this is gonna be like fancy and like lotioned and candles and everything. <laughs> you go in, they just jizzed all over the booth, all
0: over the ticket thing. The last moment is like the guy's leaving and the black guy's last one. He cuts like a loud fart as he leaves. Like, I'm like, oh, well, I bet it's still gonna smell pretty good in there. All those guys probably use so much lotion. <laughs> like, oh, all, 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 all the Republican ones are so sticky and already pushed in. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Voting straight down, Nazi ticket. No, that's not what I want. Chris Valerius, voting straight Nazi. Oh, damn you, queer eyes.
1: (laughs) Chris Hansen here looking out for undercover Nazis coming out of the voting booths. You have no room to talk. Now, ordinarily, (laughs) it's supposed to be unanimous, (laughs) but today we're sussing them out (laughs) in public.
0: Starting with a a small township in central Pennsylvania. Like, why here? Why now? Again. No other celebrity has shown up in this shitty town, but Chris Hansen shows up right when I accidentally vote down the Nazi ticket, which I don't know why they'd be able to get this far on a platform just called the Nazi ticket. That is so, uh,
1: Christopher, who'd you vote for?
0: Well, I wanted to vote for the, the, the entire Democrat party, but the queer eyes were in there before me and they got jizz all over the machine. I couldn't push any of the buttons. He's like, mm-hmm. So you're homophobic in addition to being a monster. Interesting. No.
1: Well, you realize all the buttons have fingerprint analysis on them. So we're not going to find your fingerprints on them. Well, the I, Nazi had to, candidate.
0: I had to lick off a couple of the buttons. <laughs> that, you know, for... Uh, I don't really know why, actually. Now that I've kind of started a sentence, I realize there's no graceful way out.
1: You know, one of the candidates actually had, like, some pretty good tax ideas, and I was kind of interested to see what he'd do with it. Yeah, I didn't know it would set the whole bar in
0: motion. <laughs> we one work. Nazi in Congress is fine, right?
1: So your saliva will only be on that one button.
0: Well, saying. a couple other ones <laughs> I was flirting with a little bit. And, um... You know, just because I kind of wanted to clean it up for the next person, you know, leave the world a better place. You found it, so that thank you.
1: the Nazi uh, way,
0: <laughs> the, that old Nazi adage. Uh, and uh, hey, you know what? Teach serum, right?
1: Um, I'm sorry, where was we?
0: <laughs> where, where was this going?
1: Oh, Trump getting impeached.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's what I thought. Like, I, I'm not surprised his numbers are going up because mm. it's the same thing. It's I don't know. Like I try not to say it online cuz I generally think that people follow me not for like specific like they don't want to hear thoughts yeah. and opinions. They're like make with the funny jokes. that clowno. And I'm like, "All right, clowno." <laughs> clowno's a pretty sweet name. I'm all over this,
1: It's one of the least offensive ones you can get off the internet.
0: Yeah, fat sack. I'm like,
1: "All right, <laughs> <All> I'm <right. laughs> clowno's fine. <laughs> I told you. You had me a clowno." <laughs> I know
0: I had to make this more personal. <laughs> Uh, all right, Gay Beetle. Like, <laughs> all right, Dumpster Pussy. Like, no, it's- <laughs> Clown up. We hit it. We knocked it right out of the park. First shot. Uh, one take. Uh, so I try not to really stress too many pains on it, but it does just immensely bother me every time you see a bunch of people taking such satisfaction over the smallest victories on Trump. Knowing full well, all that does is, like, further entrench his fan base. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't help. It's like this, a lot of people are like, yes, Donald Trump's going to have to face the the knowledge of always knowing he was an impeached president. It's like, who who gives a fuck? Like, you're, like, sitting there, you're like, the billionaire spilled water on his suit. Let's laugh at him now, knowing full well he's just going to go home and buy a new suit. And he's still infinitely wealthier than you are, more, like, powerful than you are. Like, that's not... And you would
1: make a change. And he's probably sitting there like, "Mm, you've played exactly into my plans, even though he has no plans. I
0: was going to say, I'm sure he is actually legitimately bothered by it. I think there is a part of him that is like, oh, how how can they do this to me? I shouldn't be like that. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't change anything. It doesn't take him out of office. It doesn't give him any less power. All it is, is like this weird black eye that's not gonna mean a lot. You
1: know and they it, nailed Jesus to a cross, right?
0: Yeah, and it's like and if you just in you just like infuriate his fan base, it like it powers them up and makes them more likely to vote him in again. Like
1: I'd say I'm more down the middle and I'm just tired of it and it sounded like a waste of time from the beginning.
0: Oh a hundred percent.
1: So it makes they, me think you guys don't have your shit together. Yeah,
0: they they had a chance to impeach him way earlier than this and they chose not to because they didn't think it would. This really felt like it was a big PR move to get people interested in being like all right, we're taking it to Trump. Let's get those Democratic primaries underway now. Mm. Like, let's try to rile everybody up to start giving a fuck. And I was like, this isn't the way you do it.
1: And meanwhile, they're all just going to beat each other up at the primaries over, like, why? Well, I think it didn't go far enough. Throw them in chains.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: I mean, it's... it's. And Tulsi Gabbard was the only... She voted present, which just means you're there.
0: Yeah, I was like... And a lot of people are now shitting on her for it. They're like, what a coward you were. It's like... Who gives a fuck? Yeah, like you're a braver person for putting a, a an impeachment vote on this guy. That's yeah, like, exactly. Do nothing. A like, show trial. Like it's not. Yeah, it's you're not some fucking brave hero because you're like, I don't think Donald Trump's a very nice guy, and I think he's done bad things. Here, like, here, class. like that's all it that ultimately accomplishes. Yeah.
1: So a hundred people in a row doing it too. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an oddity. It's an oddity to be sure. Um, which brings me to you've seen the Time Person of the Year.
1: Oh, it's that little girl, right? Yeah, the...
0: Greta Greta Thunberg, Thurnberg?
1: something like that. Thunberg, yeah.
0: something like that. And uh, at first, I was really annoyed because, like, that
1: seems like a weak, like, addition to the list. I mean, she's impressive, but it, it feels like a headline grabber more than anything.
0: It felt like it was at first because I was
1: like, it feels like there's. It's more almost like, really like if you're doing should. it objectively, how is it not Trump?
0: Or how is it not the Hong Kong protesters? Like, that's a global news story that's hit us, and we're getting that all the
1: time. See, I miss the days when it used to be, like, this was the most important person of the year. Instead, where they, you know, like, Time Magazine became... You as soon as they didn't give 2001 to Osama bin Laden and gave it to Rudy Giuliani. That it, was like
0: the cower, that was like the caving in. That yeah, had cause that like, like Hitler won
1: to. it during World War Two, where it's like, this is actually the, as far as what's affecting your day-to-day life, this is the most important yeah. person. Um, you could argue it, it should always be, it should still be Osama bin Laden almost, but. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, since then it's been like a cake thing, that's fine. I mean, I, I read her Wikipedia page, Seem She seems, she seems does she, gutsy. Does
0: she do... Like, I don't really know who she is. Like I,
1: She's from Norway or... I feel like
0: I constantly hear about her and I uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, is she just famous for being 16 and doing this? Or is there like a, a, a longer lineage or something that she's... She's
1: been doing? doing years of like protesting outside. I think she's from uh, somewhere in Scandinavia. Like protesting outside government buildings about not enough being done uh, to combat... Uh, environmental decay, and, uh, w- which is really weird in Scandinavia. Like, aren't they doing some of the most or the least damage? But, uh, yeah, she's been like, a, she's been a young protester like her entire life. Okay. And then I think she went in front of The Hague a couple of times and spoke. The Hague? Yeah, it's the UN's like court oh, house. That, oh, that thing, yeah. I don't care. It seems like a gimmick. Uh, it's, you know, with the, if it wasn't Osama Bin Laden, it was when you saw the cover and it was just a reflective surface that said you were the person now, of the year. They're like, why don't is, you go suck my dick forever? That for was average. a brilliant one. That was. <laughs> that, was. that
0: was the year all the YouTube stuff started really taking off, all the different social medias. It's brilliant. So I can put it on my resume. I was time person of the year 2006.
1: You and uh, whatever the fucking billion other people that have <laughs> videos on YouTube.
0: <laughs> I can. There's no... Yeah, but who's smart enough to actually realize they can do it? Mikey, let's look at your hits. Yeah. I mean... Oh uh, come on! We want to start loading up what you're watching on YouTube. Oh Shakira, <laughs> the hits don't lie again. No, the hits my videos
1: get. <laughs> like yeah, if Shakira woke up with the hits your videos got. She'd fucking slit her throat. <laughs>
0: she'd drop that awesome caboose right out the window. <laughs> no one would care. Um, so who would be your person of the year? Would it be Trump?
1: I think you got a, As far uh, thankfully, I don't like. I catch a lot less news than I used to, but I, from what I see, it would have to be him, probably. Or, you know what, that uh if he's legitimate... Have you seen that video of uh the trick-or-treating kid that, like, he went up to a... They caught it on, like, the, the ring video uh-huh. on their door. This little kid went up to a an empty candy dish and actually dumped some of his own candy into it. <laughs> this is your person of the year. <laughs> Dude, this person should be... If that's legitimate and it's not something his parents staged... That kid should be president. Like, just give it to him. Like, that's the. I would never in a million years would seven year old Mikey have done that. Oh,
0: yeah. If you watched your son do it, it's just you watch it from a side, you're like, I did it.
1: I became Ned Stark. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, you bend down to pick up a penny, and executioner's act takes your head off. Why didn't (laughs) I enjoy (laughs) the moment? (laughs) A Halloween of all nights?
1: On Tricky Treat Night? I guess it was his best night to blend in. <laughs> that guy's kind of menacing, isn't he? <laughs>
0: He's terrifying. I know, Halloween. Did you, uh, did you see the outfit Lizzo wore to the Lakers game? No. Okay, so let me pull this up for you. You know who Lizzo is?
1: Yeah. Big check.
0: Yeah.
1: Positive uh, songs.
0: I I literally know one of her songs. And I realized it because on the way down to visit dad, Terry played the radio and if it wasn't that god awful fucking Lewis Capaldi song, then it was one of the one Lizzo song that I've heard over and over again.
1: I I forget what it is. Yeah, it's something like but it's something positive like have a good day or well
0: um something along those lines. So, she went to the big girl. The, yeah, big girl went to a Lakers game and in particular uh, wore an outfit that it's basically just a regular black dress but on the back of it it's kind of cut out where the butt cheeks are
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: I'm trying to find a picture of it yeah here you go Uh it's kind of cut out where the butt cheeks are <laughs> you just see uh. her ass the entire time And, uh, the only reason I got excited, like, the only reason (laughs) I caught on to the fact that this was happening... You started
1: that saying, I got excited. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The reason I got excited, because I went onto Twitter and Rikishi was trending, and I was like,
1: why is that happening? Oh, he's dead. (laughs) He's dead, isn't he? God damn it.
0: It was just because everybody was like, you know this girl out here dressed like Rikishi sitting down at a Lakers game?
1: The too cool curse continues.
0: I, I don't know why. I was just very tickled by the idea of, like, the Rikishi trend. I was like, mm, people on the internet really are just smarter than I am. I would take a forever to get that Rikishi joke out.
1: I know about her and her ass because uh Sebastian Maniscalco, who I guess hosted whatever the last MTV Awards, uh, and was, like, not well received because he just did a bunch of jokes like what the fuck's up with kids these days? And, uh, but at one point he was talking about, like, yeah, I'm like just bombing. These people are all on their phones. No one's listening to you because it's like between music sets, and I'm trying to stand up, and all of a sudden they're just like inflating a giant inflatable ass behind me because Lizzo's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even sure if it's—is that not Lizzo? <laughs>
0: you're like, oh god, is she coming out of the balloon?
1: The shadow. <laughs> uh, so want to
0: talk about Watchmen?
1: Yeah, we got a ton to talk about actually.
0: Yeah. So, we both uh watched Watchmen and I think we both watched the first episode. Then neither of us kind of watched it for a while. Yeah. Then I caught up on like the next three episodes and I was like, "You caught you came in during like the weirdest scenes." That was all the Adrian stuff. Which I was happy to
1: fast-forward through once I I got to him during my regular one. And I was
0: like, yeah, it's kind of weird. You can kind of... I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm dipping out of this at this point. Uh, And I think the last one I watched was episode four. And eventually I was like, all right, enough people were talking about it. I'll watch episode five. And it's almost like a switch. Like, from episode five on, I was like... Is that the Looking Glass one? That's the Looking Glass one. Honestly, the episode after, I think, is the way better one. Um, without spoiling
1: anything right away. The flashback one? Yeah. Yeah. Um well we can spoil yeah. alert if you're gonna well, yeah, this, for like the next ten minutes probably. It's this, this, probably gonna be a lot longer than that. I'm gonna hold
0: off saying anything super spoily right away. Uh but if but you like, hear us still
1: like, talking watchmen, you can keep fast forwarding.
0: Yeah. I was like, so the moment that episode happened, it was like a switch I was like, Oh my god, this is maybe some of the best like television I've watched in years. Like,
1: really? Yeah, it's incredible. You like that episode that much?
0: Uh The Looking Glass one was really good, and the one where it, it's all about uh, the Hooded the, Justice the, yeah, background. The Hooded ba- yeah. Justice background is incredible. It's shot so well. The transitions are just incredible. Mm. The acting's phenomenal. Just seeing how everything's tying together, the pieces starting to fall. Like it, it just. If you had told me, and I, I'm sure it happened. I'm sure if you listen to another episode, we probably talk about the idea. Like, yeah, I think they're going to do a Watchmen TV series. And I was right. just like, who cares?
1: Like, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. And Damon it's, Lindelof and something. The guy yeah. that ruined Lost, remember. Uh,
0: and then seeing that episode. From the
1: like, leftovers?
0: <laughs> I was like, Jesus. It's like they did it again. Like, and I've heard a lot of people say this, too. Where they're like, I, I know it's going to get picked up for another season. I don't want it to. I absolutely think it should have ended where it ended and they don't do another one. And this can just be a thing that people pick up twenty years down the line, They're like, alright, we're gonna continue the Watchmen stuff or something like that. Because it feels like you told such a great story and you continued the lineage and mm-hmm. you, you you commentate a little bit on it, but you bring it onto a modern day. You give me enough nods. Yeah, you don't overindulge it. Not I don't need every single thing from the fucking past series reference or something mm-hmm. like that. You're clearly doing your own things with your own characters. And by the end of it, I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy engaging. Uh, and it's big spoiler here now. Uh, so, again, skip ahead. Uh, but the way they handled Dr. Manhattan, I didn't care at all about that character when I remember reading the Watchmen comic. Just being like, I just don't really do it the actor who portrays him is so good at being... It's Black Manna. Yeah. And it's like, he's so good at being charismatic without... But still being that weirdly disconnected Dr. Manhattan, who, the way he views the world is in these weird pieces of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. like I was like, watching this was fucking just crazy engaging. Mm -hmm. I love that character. I love the episodes with him. I was like, this is phenomenal.
1: I... Yeah, it's an amazing performance, definitely. And I didn't really think that much of him in Aquaman, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I did love it a lot. Uh, I'll be honest, when it wasn't a little CGI, when they were just doing him in the makeup, he just looked like a guy dressed like Genie from Aladdin showing up to a cosplay thing. That was a little distracting. Um, but as soon as there was any CGI, yeah, I liked it a lot. I love the date scene where you don't see his face. Oh yeah. Um
0: The brilliant yeah. touches of tying everything together. Like that's what
1: You only get that one episode really of him as Dr. Manhattan, where you're seeing like all the back door like him meeting with Adrian and like all this kind of like what he's been doing. Uh yeah, I did enjoy that quite a bit. Um I a hundred percent agree I'm fine with this being done. Yeah. The way it ends and is And the fact there there's no second perfect. season the second season's been offered uh why am I? I always screw up. Damon Lindelof. L- Lindelof, yeah. He's been offered the second season. He's like, eh. I'm not sure if I have an idea. I'd like. I'm 100 percent fine with this being done. This was such a perfect story. And even as like, as much as I love history, I knew I knew so little about the Tulsa riots, yeah, the Black Wall Street, everything like that. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like, well, and what the- a genius idea to set it there. Like that's the only place. I guess it kind of would make sense. And it's this brilliant, I mean, it's almost, like, fortuitous that,
0: like, less than a week after that finale, they uncovered, like, a gigantic mass grave down there in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Oh, I hadn't even heard of that. Yeah, it just happened this past week. And it's like, Jesus, it's it's crazy how much this is all, like, almost tied together. And how many people had no idea that that was a thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, gee, like, there really were planes, like, bombing just fucking people, planes? They're
1: like, yeah, it was a pretty crazy thing. That's when I was explaining to the other two people in the room, I was like, oh, okay, this is a fictitious event. So, um, yeah, <laughs> sure, I would have heard about planes bombing yeah. black people. Surely
0: they're, they've taught that in schools, that there was a, an event where a bunch of white supremacists bom- used a plane and bombed a town full of black people. I remember. I would have definitely heard about I that. I remember the black
1: two weeks of history <laughs> class.
0: It, it's, it, like, oh, it, it's, I really can't stress it. It's like, after those first couple of, cause, like, it is Damon Lindelof, and his fingerprints are all over it. Mm-hmm. I still maintain that I was like, yeah, you know what? When you kind of pull it down, that entire Adrian Vett storyline is a gigantic waste of time until episode nine when he does something. It's just him in his weird side place world where it's kind of a small piece of a look into who he is. And I guess seeing that he gets some kind of just punishment for what his role was in the original Watchmen series, but you're like, when you consider you're spending maybe half of an episode sometimes dealing with his stuff, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if there's that much payoff in, in what's going on with him.
1: This is where we disagree with the... where I disagree. I... Jeremy Irons' performance was honestly oh, my favorite part of the entire he's show. He's incredible.
0: There was a moment where I was just like, why have has not in, had like more wacky Jeremy Iron Give him the
1: Emmys. Because this is... My favorite line in the entire thing is... uh when he's dictating that letter to the the Game Warden, or the Game... Yeah, game, yeah the warden. game Warden. And he's like, and I'd like to meet you face-to-face if you dare repeat these outrageous allegations. That being said, I'm glad you enjoyed the tomatoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's, he's...
1: He puts so much into this. And yeah, it's very good. If there was a second season and it was going to have to be more goofy stuff like that, I'd probably bail on it, but... Like, knowing it enough, like, all right, fine. Yeah, a lot of this is weird and unnecessarily weird. Couldn't he have just launched, like, sticks and stones into the other <laughs> world and arranged that? Did it have to be dead bodies? Um, how bummed were you that scene he wouldn't give the, the game warden, uh, uh, as he was dying, and he asked him, like, was I a worthy adversary, master? He still wouldn't just give it to no, him. I was
0: like, that's 100% what yeah, you should do. It I was
1: like, if, if Adrian
0: Vet grew soft for these weird <laughs> clones, he clearly gave so little of a fuck about <laughs> that he just systematically launched their corpses into space all the time, then he definitely should not care about giving this one. With person- a forest around, apparently.
1: <laughs> like, I don't know if it, I guess it was just easier to carry bodies around than it would be big hunks of wood I mean I don't
0: I I guess maybe the idea is that a lot of that stuff would like maybe break apart mm-hmm. after and I don't know enough about science to be able to be like if an organic body would last longer than a, oh. like a piece of wood or something like that
1: uh, I bet it, it probably preserves anything at that point at that temperature
0: but I don't know if maybe it floats away or something like that you need something with like kind of the density of a, a human body I don't know about that
1: um, alright let me ask you, my friend Tyler okay uh, has seen the movie. I don't believe ever read the comics. What episode do you think he figured out it was Adrian Veidt? By the way, didn't know it was Veidt. And I love the way he says Adrian Veidt.
0: Yeah. Very, very hard on it. Um, so he only watched the movie. It's either he figured it out in the first episode And you're like, I guess that's pretty shocking Or he was stupid and it was like episode six, like 8 <laughs> No, it
1: was 4 when he actually said his name was Adrian Bike. <laughs> <White>, as he's <laughs> dictating that letter
0: And that was his like, oh my god I was like, did everyone when they saw the commercial
1: Knew yeah, who that was? I, I
0: feel like, doesn't he wear the costume before that point?
1: He's, he's a, wearing like so billy I don't think he gets into the costume until. I
0: thought he was wearing the costume during that
1: scene <laughs> It's like, well, who else would this be that yeah. you're getting this much backstory? This thing has nothing to do with the re- the like regular plot, as far as you can tell. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> all right. Well, your friend's a little slow, but he's just phenomenal. Jeremy Irons the entire time. Like, I even love how great the how he's even disgusted by Lady True. Like, you cloned your mother.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair though, I'm also not like it's. I think maybe my only real like happiness after all that is like oh, okay, so they still arrest him. Like I was kind of glad yeah. that it wasn't this idea of like he's like well back to being a person watching from afar, doing all of this sinister machinations from my lab.
1: Like and oh, knocked you're out.
0: Gonna be, you're gonna be arrested.
1: Knocked out by this version of uh, I would say the show's version of Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah, the closest, closest you're getting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Some uh, people tried to say it's it's Lady Knight, or Sister Knight, but it was like, eh, yeah, she's got a family. Rorschach with a family is a very different character.
0: I think it's also just the idea of like a full cover mask, somebody who kind of lurked in the shadows mm-hmm. for much of the series run. I mean, I don't think it's... Mirror to, guy. Uh, yeah, mirror guy. I don't think it's supposed to be a 100% parallel or anything like that, but uh, there is something close to it. And then just being able to be like... No, he doesn't get to just live off his days in happiness, like he's gonna spend them. He has to, sp- he had to spend, what, like eight years in what was supposed to be a paradise from there, he very quickly found was like a
1: particular hell, and now he's gonna spend the rest of his years just in jail. You wonder, cause when he accepts that offer from Dr. Manhattan, there's no like, well, let me prepare anything. Like, okay, I'm going, without any idea of how, if it doesn't work out, how he's going to get back. Except I guess his daughter visited him and said this camera's coming by in five years. So even then he had it in his head? Like, he's just that much of a genius that it's like every... There's it's every contingency yeah. already automatically ca- calculated in.
0: It's odd, though, because it wasn't like he was tricked into it or something like that. No. It's something he definitely chose to do on his own. So when it's a situation where they, he just jumps at it that quickly, like I guess he's just that... Desperate for the attention and the, like, the accolades of other people to him, that that's why he does it, but it does feel like a weirdly short-sighted moment when you're just like, wait, did Dr. Manhattan know what he was doing? Like, was, did he think he's like, I, Vite needs to be out of the picture for things to happen. Do you for need to plug in your like, like squid rain rain I machine, mean, or that, is that already? But that was still operating without him. He uh, was yeah, completely it, autonomous. So like, I don't really know what removing Vite from the picture seemed to do, except to, to have a whole little like Garden of Eden kind of parallel.
1: I guess just to keep him out of the main storyline and explain how Lady True kind of took over everything.
0: Yeah, which would make sense. Um. And I liked her a lot. I liked the actress who played her. I thought was a really well-done kind of character who kind of, like, had this nice attitude of, like, playing up like she's this savior figure, but also was a very kind of, like, sarcastic and shitty character at times, too.
1: Yeah, I looked her up, and her only other big credit was uh, downsizing. Where she played, and I didn't see that movie. That but, the one with Matt Damon where they shrink people? Yeah. She's like a, a Vietnamese terrorist or activist that they shrink, and apparently they also put prisoners in this place for the right price. Okay. <laughs> but, but she actually, for some reason, the character, I guess the character was like one of the few things that everybody allotted. Like the character had its own Wikipedia page <gasps> on this, like, very unremarkable movie. Yeah, I've never I've heard. heard
0: anyone talk about it.
1: Um, yeah, I liked her. Uh, yeah. She was I she kind of fit maybe too much into that like cartoony villain as far as like from that first meeting with her with the 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 husband and wife which I didn't get I didn't get the reference the Clarks go oh, and okay. she gives them superman basically
0: Okay is that what that was supposed to specifically be
1: Uh not that the kid has superpowers no, but just but that, 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 you know was... homage Um I like that you know, the one thing I didn't care for was uh All right mom shut up Alright, well, I'll edit this out. There's no way. I'll <laughs> You'll that. definitely not forget that. Um, and Merry Christmas! <laughs> uh, but Jean Smart as, uh, and I didn't realize she actually went by Agent Blake. She takes yeah. the comedian's last name. And, uh, I didn't really, I hated that character, honestly. The, the constant joking. I guess it, it's supposed to be an homage to the comedian.
0: I think it's also supposed to be a, a like a, a the part of the deconstruction of like the actual costume part of the Watchmen, where it's just like she's someone who just hates every part of it now, just fucking despises being in a world where costume people are actual crime fighters, but, and you have to exist partially in that world,
1: mm-hmm. but can't not just shit on everybody constantly with these little jokes. And that long scene of her call, leaving a voicemail for Dr. Manhattan that maybe you're, he'll never hear. Her. With like, let me tell you a joke. And it's eight minutes and it's not, there's no real punchline to it.
0: No, the punchline was great.
1: We're that just, a woman did it and God the, went to hell? That's, yeah,
0: well, just the idea that like all these people are just complete shitheads and it doesn't really matter. It, it's just it, it, this is idea of almost kind of like a an atheistic view of everything in a world that literally has a god and she's just like none of it fucking matters because none of it nobody's doing anything you know I I I I could see where her character is annoying but at the same time it's nice to have like a regular member of the original group kind of in there and she doesn't feel like she overtakes the story necessarily like the first episode she's in yeah she she dresses every single person down but after that you get less and less of her and I mean, they make a joke about, like she she's a hostage at the last like entire big thing. So it's not mm-hmm. like she saves the day or something like that.
1: No, that's the other that's the other complaint I have. Like I'm willing to tolerate these like Captain Cold like eccentricities and eccentricities, yeah, eccentricities under the the pretense that you're also an amazing cop. And then I watch you get, like, bamboozled by this slow-motion (laughs) trapdoor futon trap.
0: (laughs) Like this comedically almost, like, exaggerated scene where it's like, she's like, the person she's interviewing reveals she's definitely in on the
1: plan. And it's just like, what? And like a Bond-like villain moment. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then grabs a the remote with four big buttons on it. <laughs> hits the first two and nothing happens. And you still just sit there. Hits what's going the, on? Hits the third one. <laughs> and the ground beneath you starts to drop a little bit. Only like a foot. <laughs> like, you can still get yourself out of this. Yeah, and then you still wait for it to be like, oh, this one. And you're still going <laughs>
1: like, what's going on? Oh, i be like,
0: like, no. The moment it drops a little bit, you dive out of it and tackle it or something like that. Or when she pulls at a remote and starts pointing at
1: you. And the whole time I was like, all right. Well, maybe the next episode, she like takes a, a razor blade out from her like wrist and like gets rid of the and cuts herself free, and she turns out like, aha! Now I've heard your whole master plan. No, she didn't. She never had a plan to get out of that. She was completely caught off guard.
0: <laughs> it really, really gave her one too. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that like in a like in a vacuum, we could definitely be like, Yeah, that probably wasn't so great or something like that. But I mean, really. I feel like it's nitpicks for such a phenomenal like like the last sequence of episodes are just so strong. It really the Hooded Justice episode has to go down as like one of the best episodes of television. It's so good. There's
1: so much Real f- quick before you go into this. Did you get that he was Hooded Justice in the first episode? I didn't pick that up at all. No, not at all. Cuz I guess when she rolls up on him, he's in like sort of the same colored cape and he's got the noose and No, I didn't figure I didn't it either. All. Uh, I'm listening to the podcast as well. I also forgot that Hood of Justice
0: was a character from the comic books.
1: Yeah, he was just known for being like really big and German and gay, was basically like all you got from him.
0: Uh, and I, (laughs) there's so many just brutal parts of it too, where you watch that episode and you just see that. The, the Captain Metropolis just keeps using him to fuck him over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the moment anything gets real, it's just him being like, Oh, we have no time for
1: that. I beg of you. Few. Why don't you come over to my place and I'll bang you for a couple times. No, I like this, this. This doesn't sound like the Minutemen's cup of tea.
0: Yeah, Oh, it's uh, <laughs> but he's like, you sound like you're quite distressed. Why don't you come over to my place? And it's just like,
1: oh, what the fuck? Fuck you, Captain Metropolis, you fucking douchebag. It was interesting that they... <clears throat> Because the only thing you got like hints, uh, the assumption was he was a German guy in the comics, uh, and he was also huge, which was weird that in this he's just kind of a normal sized guy. But um, <clears throat> but you definitely assumed he was white so it, it was already a character flip where like he's black and you're like oh okay he's got a wife and kid too so he's not gay and they're like oh no don't you worry we're HBO we're gonna show I know in the books we just implied he was gay in this one he's really gonna be giving the baloney pony to Captain Metropolis <laughs>
0: well the thing that's amusing to me and I feel like it's just HBO can't do it they can't have a scene of two guys just laying in bed together one has to be like massaging the other <laughs> one's nipples in like it's a very, behind very the candelabra fabulous way yeah. like they couldn't just be in the same one has to be like mincing the whole time, like laying over him with like a glass of champagne. Like, so how's your day going, butter muffin?
1: <laughs> so, you never told me what happened to your parents as <laughs> he's giving like butterfly kisses to his <laughs> lower <laughs> back Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm- going down. <laughs> You're just like,
0: go, I get it, he's gay. <laughs> like, they couldn't just be cuddling, it has to be like active mincing foreplay. The whole you time showed
1: through. me butt fucking, and then you went into the scene. I already get it, they're gay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I've
0: been so amusing as that scene happened yeah. It.
1: Uh, yeah it's great and uh what's his name's grain in it the guy uh, played Remus in Boardwalk Empire as like the local oh he's such a fuck and it's so you feel sat- bad for him because that guy's never going to get cast as like a lovable character
0: <laughs> no and it's so satisfying for him to get killed
1: It's maybe the most satisfying
0: moment in the entire fucking He doesn't even recognize him. That's the shitty part. (laughs) But he still shits all over him just the same way. like In his last moments, he couldn't even be like, he's like, no, uh, this is another person. Uh, This is the one black police officer on the force that I'm sure I met
1: before, but just blocked out of my memory. Hey, but I'm going to insult you, but how about a couple of steaks, huh?
0: I'm gonna do it, yeah. It's I'm gonna make a bunch of jokes about the size of your dick in comparison to steaks and then uh, But in
1: his head, like I'm being awesome. I just yeah. said he had a big hog and offered him free steaks.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm a hero
1: here.
0: <laughs> I'm a hilarious hero.
1: Move over Dr. Martin Luther King. But it's great. Booker like, T. Washington, I guess, <laughs> from back then. Uh, it's
0: just it's super satisfying to watch like all that come together and like play out. Uh, I don't know. I really just thought, like, they nailed everything in that episode. Mm-hmm. And then you get kind of a little bit of, like, a like a letdown episode. Not letdown, like, oh, what a disappointment, but like a let, like a, a like a, kind of, def- not deflation, but just something less crazy the next episode, which helps. And then you move right to the Dr. Manhattan stuff. And That's, all prob- the- that's probably
1: my favorite episode, honestly. The,
0: the Dr. Manhattan stuff's... <laughs> I, I mean, it's just there's so much precision and it has to be one of the hardest characters in the world to write how do you write somebody who knows everything that's going to happen and he does it in a way where it, it's not like obnoxious or anything like yeah that? how do you not make it brand Stark or so yeah something like that like how do you not make it boring to detach like it's incredible how compelling they is. Yeah. And especially when you make that comparison. Dude, they should have
1: written for Bran Stark in the last when season like, of Game yeah, of Thrones. It's, like, it's make me give a shit about this aloof so weirdo. so much
0: more fucking interesting. Like, just how, like, the moment after he, like, gets out, he's like, uh, why are you standing on the water? It'll be important later. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna go make some eggs now. <laughs> I'm gonna go make some waffles. And just seeing it and, like, following that narrative and, like, going through it, you're like, this is... Fucking incredible! Like I I, I have to applaud them so much because it has to have taken so much work to make every piece of that just work together.
1: I love that scene where she offers him his choice of bodies, and I don't know if it's for him. She's like, "Here's three white guys because you're used to be white." I think it's on her end.
0: He says definitely. He's like, "There's one you're resisting showing me for some
1: reason." Well, yeah, he's already said he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, like he's I'll like, take whatever. If you want Danny DeVito, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's you'll get it. So, but it, it's that must be. I may guess maybe she thought he still might want to be white if he had to pick a body, even though he's clearly. Or she might have just been shy. I don't know. She's like, oh, I want this black hunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this big guy. Okay, boy. I'll be honest. I actually killed him an oh, hour ago. It's there. I, <laughs> I, I poisoned him I, yesterday, and here's
0: his body. <laughs> Can I just stress, for the record, I don't think I've ever gasped as loud as I did (laughs) the scene where you see him full-body, his cock's just out. I was like, good lord, that's a magnificent penis. That is otherworldly. (laughs) That's what it is, Saw.
1: Jesus!
0: Like, yeah, I, I was it. flabbergasted, like a schoolgirl.
1: Like, oh my goodness! I woke up. I thought I was having a nightmare. My younger brother ga- gasping at Venus, <laughs> like a fan, getting the vapors. <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh,
0: is, it in is it hot <laughs> here.
1: It's like no, it's fifty degrees. You know, it's not hot in here. Just steam coming out of your shirt collar.
0: <laughs> I take my pants off. Ooh, just gotta let my body <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pause it here. I'm gonna do a quick run around the block, just real quick, get my blood flowing Christopher, I heard,
1: I heard a noise downstairs. Did your eyes <laughs> blast that, blast that <laughs> out of your face like a cartoon like a hand of a cartoon? <laughs> Christopher, did I hear a, a woo down
0: here? <laughs> my tongue shot out of my mouth in a curly fashion, like
1: I don't remember the last time I I, I was awoken by a hubba hubba. I was like
0: I was almost ashamed by
1: it. I was like,
0: "Good lord, that is a magnificent penis."
1: When he's the when he's the uh, the black dude, or when he's yeah,
0: it's just, I think it's. I only he...
1: remember like one. I mean, there were a bunch of like I kind think of it's gratuitous shots. When he
0: shots. goes to uh, what's his name's place,
1: the, the one when Doctor Manhattan when he goes to
0: visit Adrian, I think.
1: Oh, I don't really remember that. I remember yeah, well,
0: when I, I could easily find us. We're I'm gonna... sure I, I know what happened. Gonna... I remember
1: yeah. only one like super like oof when he... he's. He's as Dr. Manhattan, and he's, like, kneeling down in that prison cell. And like, it goes up, uh, basically starts, oh, like, yeah. at the it base. it starts, like, at the head of his level. penis and moves up.
0: <laughs> Look, we'll find it. Don't you worry. You're, <laughs> you're pretty <blood. laughs> Uh While we're doing that, did you have anything else about Watchmen you wanted to really discuss?
1: Uh, <clears throat> no Schindler's List is a bummer. I'm not living in a world <laughs> with no Schindler's List. Uh... How soon, all right, how soon did you pick up Keen was going to be the bad guy, or a bad guy?
0: Oh, that guy immediately. Yeah.
1: The the guy that's like, oh, shucks, I'm just here to help in that story. Yeah, you're
0: like, no, of course he's a fucking dickhead. And I'm kind of glad that he ends up being just a complete fucking goober.
1: You change it into those shorts. All I like it like we're not gonna just have our dicks flapping about, then like why are you throwing on a man anyway? I mean
0: it's to reference, I think, isn't that what Dr. Manhattan wore for a period of time? Yeah, but
1: it's I don't a, know I like mean, it's very why wouldn't you just be the one in a suit if that's what you're
0: Yeah, I mean you can do whatever you want. No no one's beholded you to like There's no dress code. Cock, it's either cock out or bikini. That's the only two ways it
1: works. Um How quickly did you figure out that was a trap that looking glass was look, was walking into?
0: Uh, oh, that one,
1: uh, pretty early Was it the second the lettuce (laughs) springboarded out of the
0: the (laughs) flatbed? I was like, that's a little curious. Uh, but it was also just something where I was like, I really did, like, have, like, a a moment of, like, tension. Because you just felt like you were like, oh god, is this poor guy going to die? Uh,
1: what do you think of Red Scare eating Cheetos with a fork?
0: (laughs) I loved it. Red Scare's the best... There's maybe no moment more satisfying to me than the fact that Red Scare survived. Because yeah. they really, they played it up to like everything in like a four block. List. Oh,
1: we said it's obliterated. Be yeah.
0: And you see people just having like squids fly through their face and killing them. Yeah. And they're like, the only place you can really survive is in like a bomb shelter. And you see Red Scare get into a cu- like a police car. You're like, oh, he's fucking dead. Like, he's just going to get riddled through them when they break through the the Ladies'
1: true trillion-dollar engine. (laughs) It (laughs) took, like, like
0: 30 minutes for that to break, so there's no way this cop car is not just going to get obliterated immediately. And then, thankfully, that's not what happens. You're like, oh, thank goodness. I was going to be like, what a bleak, shitty world it is if Red Scare died here. (laughs) Like, if you're going to force me to watch a sequel to this, which, again, please don't, but if you're going to force me to do so, you better damn well sure Red Scare's a bigger character in it. (laughs)
1: Um. still no backstory on Officer Panda
0: yeah I think uh I don't know I feel like you are gonna have to wait on that one
1: or never honestly it yeah, might yeah. Just, you might just never get that it backstory. might just take
0: forever I don't really know
1: like what shitty superhero did you used to be
0: <laughs> yeah he really doesn't feel like he has a whole lot for him but a magnificent tush right now <laughs> as we air this
1: oh the guy's an amazing shot <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit. he, there. he gets he gets lost in uh, Aquaman you're just not competing with Jason Momoa <laughs> like, I, I guess I would, I'll take my shirt off too
0: I would argue uh, you know if it was a movie where you had your cock out the whole time that uh, this guy would easily steal the show <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't want to disparage Jason Moore He might have Jason a gigantic hog, but I've seen one of these actors' penises, and I haven't seen the other one. And I could say it's a tough fight, you know. I don't, I don't really know what would happen if uh, Mike Tyson fought uh, fucking oh, like, no. I don't know what happened. If Mike Tyson fought. Uh, like a like a new up and coming boxer. I can't really say. Tyson who Fury, pro- Anthony yeah. Joshua. Yeah, I, yeah. Tyson Fury. I don't know who would necessarily win, but I watched Tyson like nearly murder people in the ring, and this guy's murdering people with the size of that cock. Yeah. That's a high bar to live. Yeah. They get to. All right, stop shouting. of God, man. <laughs> I mean, he's just such a hunk. <laughs> I have to pee, and I'm almost considering,
1: like, do you just want to do commentary on this while I go <laughs> urinate like, real quick? All right, so
0: Agent Vance got this fucking remote. He's watching some TV. No some really bullshit. Cares. Who knows? Whatever. No one really
1: cares. I almost want to see another season just to see him meet Robert Redford. Like, I would love that scene. Oh, yeah. I was so bummed. Knowing full well. like He's, he's listed. Robert Redford's listed on the Wikipedia page on this. I guess it's just because they use his image a couple of times. Probably. It was such a bummer he was not in this.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit surprising, considering he was still alive. But, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. As o-
1: as often as he's referenced?
0: Yeah. You'd assume that they would get some kind of reference to him.
1: Like, let's just get a clip of you at a press conference.
0: Something along those lines, or...
1: You don't even have to leave your house.
0: Yeah. And it's surprising, because you do have to actually, like, watch... <laughs> oh my god, look at it! It's, it's he's, got some <laughs> he's got some good hang.
1: He's got some good hang. And you're
0: like, oh my god, is that placid? Jesus, I didn't know they got that crazy.
1: That'd be great if this scene ends with, like, and he's like, who's Dr. Manhattan? <laughs>
0: it's just some gigantic dog stranger who's walked into Adrian Bennett's palace in Antarctica. It's really, it was a moment It's was like taking it back I was like, ooh, I gotta get two hands on this couch And I don't wanna fall off my seat
1: How bad would your like heart have been palpitating Before you like, Mikey, you might need to call 911, why?
0: If this scene had gone on a little bit longer like If there was like a shot that swooped Underneath it somehow Like someone was swinging on his dick It's your last and, like, shred of body.
1: heterosexuality Just try to stop himself from being pushed over a cliff
0: <laughs> I'm like, Mikey, watch out I have 3D glasses on It's it's coming right at me Remember me as a sweet young boy As I become a man
1: Mikey not only am I gay now, I need the biggest, blackest <laughs> dick.
0: <laughs>
1: biggest, how much mediocre... cock
0: I could find. How
1: much mediocre dick you would take just trying to find that perfect uh, one.
0: I'm just like... just like, <laughs> <And> <laughs> There's nothing. So this search will never
1: end. When you've seen the sunrise, how can a candle compare? I
0: hope you're
1: He's getting paid for some of it, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah, he's like
0: a little bit on the side, as he blows his way through
1: Black Harrisburg. You're like well, half of it at least, right? Like, yeah, eh, some weeks. Uh,
0: you know, sometimes I pay them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just beat
1: up by particular
0: ca- uh, clientele. You know, with a uh, in- <laughs> indulge an engorged type, if you know what I mean.
1: Um, the guy in the cemetery scene, the the cavalry guy with the kill switch.
0: Uh... That
1: pretends to kidnap Keen. Oh, yeah, that one. Does he know he's gonna die in this scenario?
0: Probably. I mean, it sounds like almost every member of the group was, like, almost... I mean, they're terrorists. Like, it's it's almost... There's
1: like, gotta like, be a cutoff, though. Every single person probably hasn't seen that video.
0: Probably not. Uh, but it is definitely a level of, like, everybody seems ready to die. Like... You imagine sending anybody to catch Doctor Manhattan, and not uh, like every single one of them is like, "Oh, it's almost the, the ninety, like ninety to one hundred percent chance he's going to blow my head off." Mm-hmm. Which is maybe the coolest scene in it, where his hand just glides along yeah. to seat, people's heads popping. It's fucking incredible.
1: Oh, it's great. It's like the scene in the magazine of him just destroying Vietnam, like a shunk. Oh
0: yeah, and it's great seeing that portrayed here, where you really just see him as this giant walking through, yeah. him, like a like a flashback scene.
1: Oh um, man. Yeah. The one part that was just brutal was the grandmother scene.
0: I forgot. I was just, I I thought to mention, I was like, is there anything more painful than to, like, have sat through that entire flashback? Oh, get
1: you home and we're going to find a VCR. Put that tape in there, girl. And what I really sat there I was
0: like, "Huh, oh, this is kind of strange. She, she said never she mentioned her grandmother. I was like, she also seemed to indicate that she never really left Vietnam until she met, uh what's his name?
1: Uh-oh. So, uh,
0: um, <laughs> oh, and just, like, in the most shameful way, like, I'm gonna book you in, honey. Precious cargo here. My little ticket's gonna... Whoop, like, just <laughs> falls down. You're like... And just nobody helps her.
1: And then not, immediately. Not a single
0: person bothers to stop. You're like, oh, this poor girl's life. Just, like, finally rescued from the hellscape that was that... So, like, shit.
1: the cab driver,
0: like, Yo, Grandma, give you any money? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, well, he paid to take you somewhere, so where do you want to go? Back to the orphanage it is. <laughs> like, oh, man... Yeah, no, it's heartbreaking to see that. Um,
1: brutal. I kind of wonder if, uh, the guy with the kill switch didn't know, and that was supposed to be an homage to the, uh, to Vite hiring that guy to shoot him in the comics. Maybe. The guy that gets out of the elevator and then doesn't realize until too late, like, oh fuck, I'm part of something different. Like, yeah. Like, like, like Keen probably told him, like, now, you're going to take me out of there and, you know, and they'll ransom us and we'll make some money off it or something. Knowing that, like, somebody was going to kill this guy and he was going to, like, oh, this is how I put myself uh, above suspicion.
0: It's very possible. They're
1: after me, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems weird. Nobody would look further into it, but, you know, half of the world is, like, this cartoonish comic book super cult <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> called, like, Cyclops, so.
1: Yeah, that was weird, but, uh... Yeah, I, I did love it. Um, honestly, i um, yeah, I would say I'm more inclined to hope that there's not a second season. Yeah,
0: I really don't want one. Uh, the ending, the the way it ends too, is perfect. Yeah. I don't want to, like that's I don't want to know that that's if that That's What we yeah. should be discussing for the rest of like existence, like mm-hmm. that's um, like. And I know people are going to be like, "Oh, it's like the Sopranos all over again." It's like, yes, but that's much more interesting than if you get the answer. And you're like, well, now I want more. Now I want to see her with the power. Or if it doesn't work, then like, why didn't it? It gets much more interesting to discuss it or to just appreciate than it is to be like, I needed that answer.
1: It's the good part about the end of Watchmen the Comics. I know they did do a sequel eventually. But um, thinking like, oh shit, are they actually going to print Rorschach's diary? That'll yeah. make a huge difference. And then you watch this, and it's like, Rorschach's diary was published and dismissed his quackery almost immediately. You're like, that's sad.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And, and I mean, now I mean,
1: he's the figurehead for a racist, for a white supremacist group.
0: Oh yeah, something he would have just fucking despised.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and that's, uh, and again, it's still what's so kind of cool about it is you're like, if they don't do anything, if they don't do a second season. This can just be the continuation of Watchmen, and 20 years down the line, someone else does something new with it, and they can do their own crazy thing, and they can continue off of this storyline. Like, like I feel like it's and so they continue much-
1: to get lukewarm receptions from Alan Moore.
0: Yeah. I mean, did he just... I assume he was just like, bah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> he was like, eh. Bah. Now I'm back to have wild swinger sex, and... whatever nonsense I'm up to now
1: I'm too busy worrying about getting my dick sucked to get good copyrights on that
0: (laughs) Uh, but like yeah I mean just idea that like 20 years we get like something that's like hey now we'll answer what happened in that one and address it in modernize and in the meantime we know that you can when given all of the right pieces you can do something really incredible Damon Lindelof here's the money go crazy like Mm -hmm. give us something new and original like I like to hope that's what it is
1: that would be nice. Yeah, take some years off, cultivate something. If HBO has their way, they'll crank out another season. It's a bummer, right?
0: Because it's a shame, like, especially because they hit such a high note. After Game of Thrones, they kind of needed, like, something really big again to kind of hit on people. So
1: having- It's like Westworld. You gave me a great story the first season, and it's kind of... Cont- it's open-ended, but that's fine. You, like, there's enough finality... You come back, dip into the well, then it, for something you didn't, it didn't seem you were prepared I to come back for. I don't think i
0: heard anyone talk about season three. Like, I don't think it's out yet, but I don't think anyone's even anticipated.
1: Who gives a fuck? It. Like, it, the se- season two was so weird. And this was weird, too. But you know what? For a season of it, I'll tolerate weirdness. You start coming yeah. back and making it intentionally weird to keep it going.
0: But, and like, stylish, too, though. And everything felt, necessary. like, even though I kind of still feel like I don't need all that Adrian Vett stuff. Like, everything fit together. It didn't feel like there was some plot line they put in just because they were like, hey we got to have nine episodes, so mm-hmm. something's got to fill some of that time while things are moving on or something. Like, nothing felt like you could just cut it. The whole
1: time, you're like, Red Scare episode, come on, backstory. Oh. Ooh, Pirate Jenny. Yeah. Waka Waka.
0: <laughs> I kind of assume we weren't getting anything Red Scare when, like, he never shows up after that first yeah. episode for, like, three straight, except for background shots of him eating Cheetos on a fork.
1: Always eating. Constantly eating. Always
0: eating. and Two different times eating cheetos with forks. It's astonishing,
1: really. Eating a sandwich that looks to appears to be eighty percent lettuce. You know what? I do <laughs> just love for it. comic's sake, just so you have that big crunch and like lettuce falling out.
0: It's all me, like, where the fuck did you get that lettuce? Like, maybe evidence who knows. <laughs> uh yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Uh on another note though.
1: I'm sorry. I gotta take a bathroom break. Okay. Real quick. Really? Just. It's, uh, I'm sorry. This is gonna be a long one, because we still got.
0: Well, I'll do a big break. There'll be a big blank part in the recording, so you'll know exactly
1: where to cut. Wow. I probably will
0: <clears throat> So, while we're on the topic of the HBO series, I just wanna bring up uh, <clears throat> His Dark Materials real quick. Before I get into that, I just want to note. So, to timestamp this one, this is being recorded December 19th. Uh, two days before we're going to be going to visit our dad down in Virginia. Whole family, basically. Uh, and we're taking ter- one of Terry's cards. And I didn't plan it, but my goal for tomorrow is to make some really banging chili. <laughs> and I'm kind of super excited at the idea of just farting
1: up a storm in Terry's car. <laughs> Well, how much of this chili are you eating before this trip? This I know, I'm As hilarious gonna, like, as it, as it is of but you subjecting try. Terry to farts, <laughs> I also will be present. <laughs> I mean, which greatly diminishes my sense of enjoyment in this. <laughs> and God forbid you call shotgun. <laughs> I'm on, just in the backseat taking this bombing.
0: Let me look at this chart. Uh, no, it's still super funny. <laughs> just getting, <laughs>
1: Let's see what the issue is. bombed out like Dresden in farts. <laughs> I don't want that.
0: Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so time stamp this. I
1: like I want Terry to listen to this. She You're making chili like, over the course of the. You're you gonna him. <laughs> but it's like, Well, I was like, he's making chili over the course of the day. Maybe it's his dinner at the most. I didn't know he was gonna stay up till six a.m. eating chili.
0: <laughs> We're gonna see it coming.
1: Uh, so As I I'm said, like <laughs> this pot that literally has like one bean left in it. I'm like, so is the rest in the fridge? <laughs> I'm like, sure, whatever. Uh, so I watched the first episode of His Dark
0: Materials. Pretty mediocre. Uh, I forgot how boring the book is, or the movie. And the first episode here is pretty much the same thing. There really isn't that much to talk about.
1: It's a lot of like. Lynn Manuel Miranda playing a rootin' tootin' uh,
0: moth. I haven't even gotten to him yet.
1: Oh, really? He's not in the first episode. It's just,
0: uh, James McAvoy and, uh. Is he a polar bear? No, he's, like, the guy who brings her in, originally, is, like, her uncle, essentially.
1: Oh, okay. But then, um... Is that Hugh Lester, Jackman in the first in yeah. The movie? Yeah, no,
0: it was Daniel Craig in the
1: first one. No, I thought Daniel Craig was the album. No, that was Sam Elliott. Okay. Yeah,
0: and then, uh, uh, Lester Freeman is, like, her Ooh. mentor. Uh But is also... That's bonus like, points immediately. But not, like... But they already kind of make him a shithead, and then he tries to poison what's-his-name, like, immediately. So, like, he's a good guy, but he's like, fold around, my must! But not very interesting, so they just have him, like, a gigantic afro, like,
1: having to talk nonsense. Uh, The quickest sidebar, since we're talking about Wire characters... Bunny Colvin in Watchmen. Oh, he's great. Was uh, great as the news guy that's in like two episodes or something. That doesn't even give a fuck about half the stuff. But my worst nightmare when that like ice squid bombing started happening, (laughs) if he was like, oh good lord, the one day I stayed open late, shit! (laughs) It's him like, what's going on up in the sky? Perhaps I should turn my
0: viewer gaze, my mouth wide open, and through and then, like, straight through the mouth and, like, one do through the eyes. Like, the oh. one
1: day he decided to keep selling newspapers till 10 p.m.
0: <laughs> He's like, The day the news, protect me, particle board
1: newsstand. <laughs> it's just him, like,
0: Mass Single season three character reveal.
1: You saw that just. Stay
0: up on that, boy.
1: He's hiding under, like, a, a soap crate. It's like, you saw them just, like, shred through a billion dollar piece of technology, right? He's like, oh, but I got a couple catalogs up there. They should protect You're me. Right, I'll put a couple time-lapse magazines up there. <laughs> uh So
0: I've been pretty unimpressed with his dark materials. Mm-hmm. I started talking to some other people I knew who were watching it and someone told me that they don't even have the polar bear fight. Like, they don't show it in the same way. So you don't see the only memorable part of that movie where the polar bear punches the other one's jaw straight off. They're like, yeah, it's not really in it. I was like, what the how do you take away the one good thing that movie did?
1: You put that as good? I put that as, like, shocking. <laughs> oh,
0: that's why the only thing I remember. If you ask me to name a thing about the golden Cup, I'd be like, that one polar bear punches. the time, I'm dog.
1: like, that must have been rated R, right? That was yeah, rated R. Yeah, like, there's, way, there's no way a kid's movie just showed a polar bear's
0: jaw getting punched straight off. Like, like viciously getting punched
1: And then it is like, a couple bites to the throat to finish him off. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: you're like, no, that's way too violent for a kid's movie. Don't even show it in this one, apparently.
1: But it's HBO. I mean, you sat through gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I'm sure there's a scene where Lin-Manuel Miranda's tracing his fingers around some... <laughs> like, tracing figure eights around some you guy's You saw Dr. Manhattan's but. black
1: penis. You're already at a cum, so... <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm really...
0: I'm stuck in coverage
1: <laughs> honestly he could light my foot on fire I'm not trying to get up right I now I, yeah.
0: I, I, I need to sit back and rest I felt like after Debra in a
1: rope like all the way like oh, I'm just going to stay in tonight
0: I was like oh boy well I know what I'm going to be thinking about tonight <laughs> not in like a sexual way just like appreciate a piece of art
1: pull out your geisha fan like oh goodness <laughs>
0: Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, hit my His Dark Materials review after one episode. It's like, nah, you can skip it.
1: Give you my, uh, review of the Deuce, having oh, okay. finished it. Um... Top tier? <laughs> You're
0: like, could you pass a Deuce, uh, a Deuce trivia quiz?
1: No, it was okay, fine. Back to you, Christopher. <laughs> oh,
0: no! Why you me me.
1: Um, no, it's fine. For those of you that haven't heard, that was David Simon's uh, HBO series that was kind of about the, um, what you the porno heyday of Times Square? What used to be Times Square in the '70s and '80s, uh, kind of a, a den of iniquity and uh, a lot of hedonistic like peep booths and prostitution and massage parlors, but then also kind of like a gritty art scene and music scene that kind of grew out of that as well, um, <clears throat> based on a real guy's life story, uh, but. In the show, they chose to have James Franco play identical twins, even though the guy didn't have a twin brother. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, I'm guessing that's a James Franco character.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, one ne'er-do-well, one... Uh, both of them kind of ne'er-do-well, one just being more responsible. Anyway, it, it ended with the main character. It starts in, like, 1975 and ends in 1985, I believe. Uh The main character, James Franco, the responsible brother... It it flash it flash forwards to 2019 is the very end scene. And it's him walking into into like a really chic, expensive bar in Times Square, current Times Square, you know, where they made it tourist friendly. And um, they basically just gray his hair and put a little bit of prosthetic, but he's supposed to be 70 something in it. And it's just him like talking to the bartender like, Oh, I used to own this when it was the hi-hat. You, you've heard of the hi-hat. And just some 25 year old like, no, but <laughs> no idea. And him pouring a shot for him. And it's, uh, it's one of those shot glasses or shot, uh, bottles that has like the bead in the pour that stops it when it's exactly pouring one shot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, how are you supposed to reward a loyal customer? And just all this like back in the day shit. And then finally he gets up leaves walks down the street and it's a series of him seeing the characters from before and seeing that like flashbacks seeing them in their prime like when he knew them in the original run of the show and uh some of it's kind of good some of it's kind of cheesy one of it's uh the guy that played Frank Sabatka in the wire yeah the great frank sabatka and in this show plays such a fucking greaseball pile of shit that's just constantly trying to get his dick sucked and make money. And, uh, he walks by and you looking exactly the way you saw him last time in the show, 20 years ago mm. or 20 30 years ago at this point. And, uh, he's like, Oh, Frankie, you're in town for my kids. Uh, no, Vince, Vince, you're in town for my kids wedding. That's great. You could be here to support him because I can't. And he starts walking past him and then turns around, because oh, I'm dead. Oh! It's such
0: a cheesy fucking...
1: And it's such a rat shit line. It's like, or some shit like that. And just him walking by a bunch of characters. And then I, I stayed and watched like the the behind the scenes thing. And they're like, Yeah, originally we wanted to shoot this and make the make it the intro of the show. And I was like, that would have actually been pretty fucking interesting. Because almost every character you see in this flashback is dead at this point. So, like, that would have been some real kind of interesting shot. And they're like, eh, but we thought it gave it too much away. I was like, so you put this cheeseball dick ending at the end of the show? Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh, It's not a bad series at all. It's got some great... I'll say the best scene in the entire show is it's one of the first scenes... It's the woman that becomes, like, the main lead in it. She's, like, a, a college student at NYU that's trying to score some pot on the street. And she gets busted, and this cop shows up in a uniform, and he's like, Yeah, I'm taking you in, Toots. And uh, she goes, like, Oh, please, this is just an honest mistake. Looks down at his name tag, and like, Officer flanega And he goes, It's Flanagan. They ran out of ends. <laughs> That's the best line of the entire, and it's in like the first twenty minutes. So I could watch twenty minutes, and be like, all downhill from here. Kind of, it never gets that good, but um,
0: it's a bummer because I love David Simon so much, and I think yeah. he's such a brilliant person.
1: I think he should micro what he's into more, like The Wire was. Like I think this was. You're. It's always going to be tough. You know what was the what was the Bobby Cannavale record label show from the seventies?
0: Oh, uh, fuck. What was
1: that called? Vintage, or vinyl. Vinyl, that one. Yeah. It's like, if you're gonna be expensive, you better be popular, like, from the get-go. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's a bummer.
1: It's a fine show. It, it, I can only assume I mean, it's it better than British Treme. Show. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of did some David Simon homework in case he ever sets me up in that Bond <laughs> trap where it's like... Because you're fucked. If he's like, all right, here's Treme trivia or uh, the Deuce trivia.
0: I'm pretty fucked almost. Even if they were like, it's David Simon trivia. I'm like, I've heard oh, Mikey man, bitch had, like,
1: about had... the Deuce enough, maybe. I, there
0: was some kind of werewolf porno. I can name two <laughs> cast members. Yeah.
1: <laughs> James Franco and James Franco. <laughs>
0: And the guy who plays Frank Zabaka. What's the actor's name? Oh, jeez. Not as fat as you think. Oh, <laughs> Oh, he's in so much.
1: Oh, did you uh, hear they uh, did another version of the All in the Family live show? Yeah, it was last night. And it got crushed by the Trump impeachment thing. Oh, I'm sure. It made, it, fucking, it got a fifth of the ratings, that the first one did. That
0: fucking killed them. It went from
1: ten million to two million.
0: Yeah, it doesn't shock me because that Trump hearings was like the exact time it would have been going on too.
1: That sucks for them. Because like
0: I know that was the big thing. Both wrestling shows go on Wednesday nights, and they were like, "Yeah, pretty rough." Like as soon as wrestling started, the peach for the impeachment verdict. Oh, look sort of, who's like, back, Trump Spike Dudley. Out. Yeah, like <laughs> oh poor Spike, this is his moment to shine. <laughs> He's gonna be the Hall of Fame. He's year.
1: like, I'm gonna be seen by dozens of people.
0: <laughs> Everyone loves Spike. It's his time to shine. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big bummer. I I didn't hear anything about it. Nobody talked about it the next day. Mm-hmm. So, not a great sign. No. I watched, actually, when I was with Terry, we just watched one night, I don't know why it was re-airing, but PBS was airing, I guess they did a live action, well, not in a live action, but a, a re-doing of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, but with John Legend as Jesus... And hmm. one of the guys I wanna say he was from Hamilton as Judas and then Sarah Borellis.
1: What's his name? As Odom? Mary
0: Magdalene. Lavar Odom, no. I forget what his name is. It was like a three part name. Okay. Uh it was okay. Like I I don't think John Legend has the same like intensity that the guy who played Jesus does. Mm-hmm. In in the like the seventies movie and the theater, the I guess the Broadway plays it afterwards, and the guy who plays Jesus, Carl Anderson, is just untouchable. Like this guy, I think was very good, but I was like, no, Carl Anderson is maybe one of the most finest performances I've ever seen in any medium. He's just incredible in it.
1: But the yeah, thing, the original, I don't know, I don't know how you beat that because it's such a great representation of like the time. And kind of just the effect and what it felt like to make a movie like that. And And just the
0: intensity that those guys play. Like the the real almost like rivalry in it. Because Judas, like I did some research on Judas. And there really isn't a ton of like detail in any scripture to really explain why Judas did what he did. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of it's just like, yeah, he's probably pretty greedy or something like that. And in this it's like, no, it's a guy who's kind of. Sad because he's watching someone he respects so much and he feels like he's going to be torn apart. He kind of wants to protect what little legacy the guy's going to have left is why it kind of betrays him. Yeah. It's a way to kind of save more people before it goes too far. Like it's. He's watching his friend lose his way yeah. in his mind. And it's like this almost, like there's definitely greed to us, like ne- not necessarily greed, but there's like a misguided sense that he's not seeing everything, but in his mind he feels like this is what he has to do. Like there's, there's almost like a tragic, Beauty to it. He like, knows you what, don't hate Judas in the way that Judas is like supposed to be an insult. Normally,
1: with he that. knows what Jesus can do, and I think he really thinks like, well, me getting him busted—that uh, Jesus is finally going to do what he's supposed to do, and what he—we all know what I know—he can do. Yeah, like, the it's, Son of God. It's—he it's, never doesn't believe in him.
0: Yeah, it's such an incredible portrayal. So with this one, I was kind of just like, okay, that's there. Uh, but the thing starring I- Howie Mandel is Judas Iscariot. Close, uh, so uh, do you know who plays King Herod in that version?
1: No, and- John Goodman? <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> it
0: would have been great, no, uh very withered fucking Alice Cooper.
1: Like it's 70 You don't have years to say. Old. You don't have to say very withered. I don't. I think he might be eighty. Honestly, uh, he, he's pretty he old.
0: Looks ancient, and yeah. it's because like the version from the like the the play, which is what they're doing. Jesus, I am overjoyed yeah. to meet you, you face whole, to face. It's this cocky guy who's like. We'll come on the Jews, oh, the great Jesus Christ. Like, it's this very
1: cocky Oh, well, the version. best thing about the fat guy was, like, he, he was still a dancer, so he yeah. could still, like, move around. Oh, this Alice right. Cooper's uh, almost oh, 80, not, I promise you. he's not moving very much, and he's not really singing
0: that much either. And I was like, whew, man, you could have really given him something better to work with than this.
1: And who is this for,
0: <laughs> by the like, way? Yeah, it's, you're, this is the weirdest audience. Nobody in there had to be like, "Oh my God, it's a show where I can see John Legend and Alice Cooper at the same time." And Sarah Bareilles. He's seventy. He's seventy-one.
1: He's seventy-one. I, I gave him. I made him a little bit older, but it, but yeah. he looks.
0: He looks like he could be eighty. He's definitely had some hard living. And you watch it, you're just like. I mean, I guess I. This was like the best person you thought. The bigger question be is who's
1: is this for? Like, who yeah. who who, th- who did you think you were going to bring into this?
0: Oh, it's an oddity to be sure. And uh, while we're on the topic of uh, musicals with questionable decision making, uh, have you the read Little The
1: Little Mermaid one? <laughs> the <laughs> live action one? I've heard that were one. Where they Mermaid. beefed up John, <laughs> they really beefed up the French chef.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I really watched that and I don't know why. I was like, yeah, it's uh, John Stamus is playing Sebastian the Crab. I don't know why he's dressed like a chef for some <laughs> reason, but he is. He's <laughs> like, no, he's the bad guy in this. So I was like, with Ursula? That's weird. Flots them and jets them? <laughs> I don't really <laughs> consider them the bad guys, but
1: you, know, you do you, Hollywood. I might put the seagull above them, honestly. Like, <laughs> Man, I mean, he things. was singing for him, but it seemed like he was kind of being the cock blocker more with that voice. No, I was referring to Cats. Oh, okay. Have you
0: read the reviews for Cats? No. They are vicious. Just overwhelmingly brutal to it. To give Is it them, out yet? Yeah.
1: Well, it comes out,
0: I guess, tonight. So this was like... It's
1: going out against Star Wars? Yeah.
0: Um, Man. So the critics' reviews are in. And just to read you a couple. uh, From the Boston Globe, my eyes are burning. Oh, God, my eyes. Uh, (laughs) The Collider says, can you make a movie so bad the Academy takes back your best director Oscar? Uh, (laughs) The Beat says, cats is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. Oh, my God. Slash Trump says there's 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 a thin line between idiocy and genius and cat pukes a hairball on it and then rubs its ass all over it. What ass? They put that in the review. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a very horny movie where a lot of like people are like drinking milk and moaning after. Oh her. my
1: god, Ian McCallan but somebody put him in something. Don't
0: make this his last movie. The playlist says once Tom Hooper's hundred and ten minutes of cat are over, theatre is dead, and we unchosen ones are left. Tragically, to continue living. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but the the one that kills me. There's there's a lot. There's so many that are just. It almost seems like it's a competition between people to like kind of one up themselves with how vicious yeah. their reviews get. But the one that just still makes me laugh is from RTE Ireland. That says, first off, full disclosure: I'm not a cat person. Second off, after watching this frankly mortifying film adaptation of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, I'm not altogether sure I'm a movie person anymore either. (laughs) I was like, Jesus. Oh my god. What's the the score on it? Uh, It was like at an 8% when it started. I think it's like at maybe a 19% now. So it's gone up a little bit. But uh, it was like an 8% when it started. But every critic... Is, pretty is much there calculated.
1: an audience score on it yet?
0: Audience score is 62 right now. <clears throat> uh, but only 13 verified ratings, so it's uh, pretty early on.
1: You know what? It makes you feel better, because I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like a steaming pile of garbage. Oh, yeah. And not interesting, really.
0: Like, it's just such a weird-looking sort of movie and everything. But uh, <laughs> I just had to enjoy it. <laughs> like just this weird <laughs> assortment of like reviewers just feeling wouldn't it be great like, oh, like no. he
1: handed it he resigned the next day like okay. I can't watch movies anymore <laughs> well there was
0: there was somebody's reviewer like so I went to the screening that had uh, all the cast there uh, and the director was going to speak before the movie played apparently he stayed up 36 hours straight getting the film finished the day before release like before it's premiere like there was still stuff to do so, they were like, uh, I was in there, Andrew Lloyd Webber came up to speak, uh, very clearly kind of mentioned, like, well, I had no involvement in this, so let's Ooh. see what happens. And then the director came up, and it's like, I thought this is a very powerful movie to do. It's a lot to do about tribalism and uh, the way culture kind of works, and kindness really shines through. And the guy's like, after watching the movie, I don't know what fucking crazy universe you have to be in to think this movie speaks in any way, shape, or form on tribalism. Unless maybe it was the director's just sleep-deprived brain thinking that if he says it, maybe no one will challenge him on this. And he could try to act like this was an artistic decision in some merit. Because otherwise, I have no idea why he would ever make such a shitty, audacious claim.
1: What if the devil came up right now and he's like, Christopher, this new Cats movie is going to be a huge bomb. And someone's going to have to bear the blame for this. Oh, God. It's either going to be Idris Elba (laughs) or it's going to be Rebel Wilson. Okay. You just have to beat me in Simpsons trivia.
0: I think I could do that. I think (laughs) I could save Idris Elba's career. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, I get to make the decision? (laughs) (laughs) Rebel Wilson, you had your shot. I garbage... Fucking fat girl comedy they had you doing for a couple years. Oh, who
1: cares? It could be the blame will be on mom. I don't give a shit. As long <laughs> as it's off. <laughs> Judy Zelda. Dench, her,
0: her legacy tainted and dragged across the anals of time. And I know it's normally annals.
1: It's <laughs> annals in this
0: case. <laughs> Just they're like, oh man. Remember when we scarred J- Dame Judy Dench because she was such a renowned and prestigious person. Remember when she was a uh, fucking money pe- or uh, q what, 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 who's M. She, uh, M She was M and Bond as clown. Prestigious figure. Oh, that's that, that cat she's
1: garbage. <laughs> she, remember, she got dragged to that field of farts. She <laughs> they dragged her. She
0: died during that. That's how she went out in this world, being dragged through a cornfield of farts.
1: It's why when they announced like the new Bond might be like black, uh, black woman, I was like, look, I'm fine with diversity. Nobody was campaigning harder <laughs> than me for Idris Elba <laughs> to become the new Bond. Uh, I would have killed multiple actors to make sure it happened. <laughs> it's
0: just like I don't know why it's there, but it's like sorry John Hamm but it, it just has to be this like oh.
1: <laughs> I told you celebrities to stop throwing your names in here. <laughs> I begged you.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Brian Cranston. I don't know why you'd even want to be Bondcrack.
1: Chris Hemsworth, we've probably gotten your best work out of you.
0: <laughs> Nothing little top fat <that> door of <laughs> whatever character you played in Ghostbusters. Steve Buscemi, why did you do this? Why Ooh. did you sign up for this? Liam Neeson, you're so old. <laughs> you're still here, Crack. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just on this need for cue. <laughs> like, I can't take the chance.
1: This pile of bodies. I put on a pair of glasses. I'm very Um <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it's just getting heinous reviews right now. So uh, I might still see it at a pure, like, entire. When you lose crazy, the Oscar like, back? Crazy, like, well, that's the thing. It has to be on there, but there's a part of me that's like, I might just get shit faced one day and walk over to that theater and just watch it because it's. It sounds as though, if it's anywhere near the level of what people are saying it is, it feels like something I want to experience. This is what I thought, this is what I was hoping the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was going to be, where you're just like, who in what God's name decide this is a good idea? I'm like, ooh, I'd rather watch this than A Thousand Transformers.
1: So it feels like you bragging knowing you're going to win the Oscar bet again, and now I'm going to have to see it. So you're like, well, I guess perhaps, I should see this.
0: Perhaps you stop wasting your best leading actor pick on people you know The Hollywood Report won't go for. No,
1: this year it's going to be different, <laughs> brother. This,
0: uh, this year it's definitely going to be uh, <laughs> uh, fucking John H. Macy or whatever.
1: They're not giving it to a guy playing a black 70s music icon or a gay 70s music icon again. There's no way.
0: They won't shamelessly go for whoever put in the goofiest performance.
1: And that'll be it. And then the next year, I'll be like, "Okay, well, finally, I'm going to bet on the actor playing a legendary gay '70s music icon." All right, lead singer from Toto.
0: I'm like, not that's sure a terrible name for a movie. Just terrible. No one My... really knows how to say it.
1: There's nothing in the trailer indicating he's gay. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: uh, so, real quick, because we're running pretty long already, uh, thoughts on new Star Wars? Are you excited for it?
1: We could have put that segue in there. Speaking of abysmal uh, reviews coming in, um, I wasn't expected to love it. I saw the bad reviews come in, but then what's even scarier is to look at the good reviews. And all those are very tempered and very qualified. Like, ah, you know what? Considering they had to wrap up the whole thing, it's not a bad effort. Or you know what, Uh, there's some interesting picks here, or uh, you know, just about any Star Wars fan will find something they like in this. Uh, When one of your good trailers has rushed in it more than once, Mm -hmm. it makes me think, like, how big of a hunk of shit is this movie? And it's... By the way, it's got a worse rating on Rotten Tomatoes than Attack of the Clones. And Attack of the Clones, I actually... Wrote this down because I was kind of puzzled by like some of these reviews for uh, the Star Wars movies. But Attack of the Clones is actually like almost at eighty percent. And Attack of the Clones to me is it stinks on ice, except for like the last ten minutes. That's the second one.
0: Yeah. Um. So, like, if you put a gun to my head right now and you were, like, rank the Star Wars movies, I'd probably go with, like, Empire at the top. Like, just the mainline movies, not counting the spinoffs or anything like that. I'd probably say, like, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, like, Revenge of the Sith. This is where it gets a little dicey. I think probably, like, Force Awakens, or probably, like, Last Jedi, then. Then, like, Force Awakens... And then yeah, it's probably like those ones, like Reven like Return of the Jedi, for a Phantom Menace, and then yeah, clone like Attack of the Clones. I don't it's probably like a battle between Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace, which one's the worst, but they're both kind of right up there for equal reasons.
1: Sorry. It's, I have to fucking unlock my goddamn The only time my AOL's been like, "Please, why don't you?" I I put my notes in there, and the only time AOL's like, "Please confirm a phone number." Um, But yeah, the Rotten Tomato ones. I'm sorry, what were your bottom three again?
0: I'd probably place it
1: as
0: it's probably Return of the Jedi, uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. But maybe Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace, Switch.
1: okay, that's fair enough. I, pro- I might put and,
0: and I should stress: there's a very large gap between
1: Return Return
0: to the Jedi and like the other two. I like I mean, Return of the Jedi is kind of down there because you only have so many spots for movies.
1: Mm-hmm. And where were the the current th- the current two? I would
0: pro- I would put like I, I think I may have said it wrong. Like uh, Force Awakens, part right above uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. And then Last okay. Jedi I'd probably place like probably like fourth in there or fifth. Like right in the middle. Like I don't think it's as good as Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith or
1: I'm sorry, so or New Hope.
0: I think those are the top three.
1: So uh, And then
0: probably Last Jedi like right after that.
1: Really? You're putting Last Jedi that high?
0: Yeah, I really like Last Jedi.
1: I feel but like I also sat here and that, watched you watched all, it on Netflix with you and.
0: Yeah, you're thinking solo.
1: No, I'm talking about fucking dumpy Korean chick all of a sudden becoming an expert fighter pilot and this long ass, long ass casino I think scene. Big,
0: I but I just value the parts where it's really good a lot as well, and it's, it's also like in the middle of my. Well,
1: movies. the race like, stuff is amazing. But
0: it's it's in the middle of my movies as well. Like it's the Except only
1: thing, for Luke blowing Alien for milk and the alien looking over like, huh? can you believe
0: this? <laughs> like, the only thing it's beating are Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and the other two prequels. Okay. So it's right in the middle of mine, but it's still up there
1: for me. Okay. You, you have Return of the Jedi a lot lower than I would, but overall I... I think
0: re- Yeah, and then Return maybe it's just one I have to watch again, but I just remember being like, oh, the Endor stuff's pretty lame. And, like, Ewoks and shit like that, and, like, we have to fight Death Star again stuff always felt kind of tired. Like, the Luke stuff's always really solid, but just remembering like, some of the stuff in the middle, and, like, the end would be like, meh, okay.
1: Well, Force Awakens and, uh, The Last Jedi are both in, like, the 90% in Rotten Tomato. Uh, I'll give it for Force Awakens. I liked it quite a bit. Um
0: got me excited for a new universe. Last
1: Jedi I loved parts of and despised other parts of and honestly despised like big quadrants of it and thought like a lot of this was kind of not great with sprinkles of nostalgia that I thought was done really well. And it sounds like the new movie the only positive thing anyone has to say is that there's a bunch of nostalgia in it. So I'm like is this even like a bigger pile of dog shit that's just got a bunch of nostalgia sprinkled into it. So, at 58%, I'm um, like, because uh, again, from my perspective, if you're given The Last Jedi 90%, and this is only getting 58.
0: So, <clears throat> full disclosure, uh, don't worry about spoilers, but I will say, probably about two months ago, I saw a thread that said like uh, leaks of uh, Rise of the Skywalker and I was already in such a middling place on the movie I was like alright I don't have high expectations I'm gonna read these I'm Mm -hmm. gonna see what happens and the spoilers sounded horrible I was like this sounds like absolute dog shit so I was like alright well I'll take it with Grants these are leaks who knows what actually happens
1: Mm -hmm.
0: reviews have come out spoilers have come out I've read it I don't know if everything I read is exactly lined up, but some of the big stuff has, and it really does just, like... The the thing is, like, I was super worried that there was going to be a (laughs) large part of this movie that just spends time undoing what Last Jedi did, and that's definitely Uh, the case. There's a lot of just, like, well, they may have said that, but how about this? Or, well, there's an allusion to that, but we're going to do this instead. Like, there's just a lot of decisions at the end, and I'm just like nothing in Last Jedi really spoke to this being the case it feels like it goes against what the spirit of that one is and it sounds like it's a lot of just like people wanted more about the old cast and stuff like that And uh, I mean like I can understand it but it's this idea that like when you see the trailers they keep saying like the saga ends and I'm like I, there's not a part of these fucking three movies that made me really feel like this was a satisfying conclusion to the original saga. Like that ended in fucking Return of the Jedi. This should be a new one that continues the story going forward. Like, yeah. So I don't know why like there's so much weight placed on like, well we have to close out the previous six movies. Like no you don't. You don't have to touch those. You have to close out these two movies and give me. But the they're already committed to now. that
1: nostalgia effect, like from the get go.
0: Oh yeah, but you also at the same time you you killed off. Ben, uh, or Han Solo, and you know, killed off Luke Skywalker, like, you kind of said, like... Mother those...
1: Nature got rid of Princess Leia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <But> thank God. <laughs> like, you, you handled that. Like, you can just deal with the ramifications of these characters who we built up. Like, I like Poe. I like Finn. I like Rey. And from what I'm understanding, that's not really where the big focus is and the stuff that they do do with them is just dog shit. From my understanding. If If the spoilers are true from what I'm reading... It just sounds like they took the shittiest way out of so many of these options.
1: Wow. Hmm.
0: Now, again, this is kind of from somebody who made it pretty clear I liked Last Jedi. and More than I did, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I, I feel like there's a good reason why this one's getting kind of shit all over. People are like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing trilogies anymore with Star Wars. Everything from here on out is going to be like one-offs or things like that. And you're like, yeah, maybe that's probably for the best, because there's clearly way too much nostalgia caught up in this franchise now that people aren't willing to let go, or I don't know. But it it just sounds like the stuff they do just sounds like really bad fanfiction at points to me. And that's what's disappointing. Where I'm just like, and you could have done something interesting, but it feels like you were just like so caved in with people who were like, I hated Last <laughs> Jedi because it didn't do these things. you like, all right, well, we'll make sure we'll do that in the next one or something like that.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, lip service to the fans.
0: Again, I'm trying not to spoil anything specific. Once the movie, I guess you actually see it or we do a, a podcast on it, there'll be more to like specifically say what they're kind of doing. But I'm trying to be as vague as possible.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm concerned. That big of a dip in like the critical
0: yeah, view of it? I mean, a lot of the positive reviews I'm seeing are from people who are kind of like, they either work with Disney or for Disney, or are just super huge fans of it. So to them, like when you see Kevin Smith being like, "What an end! What a finale!" You're like, "Yeah, but Kevin Smith doesn't hate anything." So, I mean, what does that really say? Like, Ke- yeah, I get, I guarantee Kevin Smith w- would cry at a DeGrassi reunion
1: when like, *Phantom Menace* <laughs> probably came out. He was like, "Oscars all around, everybody!"
0: And maybe that's you know, like the prequels are maybe a good blue point for this or blueprint where you're like. Those were movies that were reviled, like they were kind of treated okay when they came out. Then they were just reviled, like people just started bagging on them by the end of the over mm-hmm. the, like the two thousands, and now they're starting to creep a little back up, and people like pulling back and be like, okay, maybe we were a little too harsh on these, and maybe that's what these ones have to go through, but in a much faster time cycle, because everyone seems to have like had pretty big opinions on Last Jedi and
1: Where did you put uh, Revenge of the Sith on your list?
0: I put it as, like, three. I really liked it. I, thought, I, I love that movie. I thought Revenge Six was super solid. And I see why there are problems with it, but I, I just really enjoyed it.
1: I was You ended it after this, like, okay beginning and then very, like, lackluster middle. And it's like, ugh, how shitty is this going to be at the end of the road? And then it's like, no, you actually made me enjoy this movie quite a bit.
0: I think you believably also showed me how...
1: For what was, like, going to end up. with yeah, a complete God. bleak ending.
0: Yeah, like, you re- believably got me to feel like everything was about to blow up, but still had, like, a shot of hope where you're like, all right, through all this, Obi-Wan still Uba. kept his character. You're, yeah, you're like, all right, <laughs> I can I can get with this. Like, I understand our parts of people are like, oh, you know, Darth Vader screaming no or whatever, but even that, I'm like, I don't know, maybe we shit on that moment far too much. Like, I get it's kind of cheesy and... There's parts of George Lucas's writing that are definitely really bad that people really should help pull back on. But yeah. there's other parts that I'm like, no, nah, I still kind of appreciate this. Like, I know people are like, no, like a fight should have meaning to it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. There's something still pretty boss about the fucking Palpatine and Yoda fighting each other by throwing senate chairs. Oh, at it's other. sweet. <laughs> like
1: it's like that's it's a top awesome. ten Star Wars scene for me. <laughs> like Yoda coming in and immediately disabling the guards. And they're like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so neither of us... Over your reign is. And not short enough it was.
0: (laughs) Like, neither of us have seen The Mandalorian yet, so maybe there's also, like, something that you could dig into there where you're like, oh, this is maybe with the future
1: of Star Wars. I'm going to assume it's becoming hot crap outside of Baby Yoda references.
0: Uh, I mean, it sounds like it's okay, but it sounds like a lot of people are like, I don't know, it kind of feels like... It used to be all,
1: like, how great is this, and this is, like, my new Star Wars, and the last, like, few weeks... I've been hearing a lot of people be like... All I I hear is Baby Yoda...
0: Yeah, I've been hearing people saying it's gotten slow or stuff like that, but I don't know. I mean, once it finishes, maybe it, it picks back up.
1: You know what? I argue baby Baby Yoda is probably like a better pick than that Greta von whatever for the Time Person of the Year. As <laughs> far not, as like person I'm hearing about more, you're not wrong. Baby Yoda has
0: been all over the news. I don't think I've got a day without seeing a little Baby Yoda. And a character, and who, I'm not looking for him necessarily either. No,
1: and a character you don't have their name. And you don't even give a shit. No. You're you like, oh, he's and if you're he's a Star, Star War. Wars fan at all, you're like, well, I know that's not Baby Yoda. But but there's no name for that species, yeah.
0: so <laughs> that's the best they can call him in that universe. That's
1: one of the most ingenious George Lucas things, is I'm never giving this character a backstory. Well, that's... I'm never giving this species a backstory. Because
0: it's still like, you always, like, the levels of George Lucas be like, I won't touch this. But I will make sure that you have to understand music in that universe—the cantina music. That's jizz music. You're like, did you mean to say jazz? You said jizz. You're like, no, it's called jizz music. You're <laughs> like, oh, how's it, like it spelled? Spelled exactly like the <laughs> J-I-Z-Z. Yeah. Ew. And you're like, oh, no, that had to have been the term for it back in the '70s too. There's no way, like, it came into existence since, and, and no one was like, you sure you want to put this in the almanac, George? It's canon from here on forward. I
1: mean, I couldn't fuck to it, but I guess I could come to,
0: like,
1: <laughs> and not, like, look to my left, because there's a big, like, pink elephant, yeah, or big, blue like, elephant, like, laser <laughs> uh, But yeah, that's always, like, a, a big cue when you're talking to someone that uh, seems kind of nerdy, where they're like, yeah, I know Yoda, and it's like, I don't know what species it is and it's like, well, if you played Kotor, there you have seen another kind of Yoda and he's just browner but yeah. they seem to be highly powerful with the force and then you're like maybe they're like an embodiment of the force and you know and during this conversation you slowly realize you're talking to someone that's not nearly as interested in Star <laughs> Wars as you.
0: There's a moment someone came into the store to like be like, "Yo, you guys got any Mandolorian?" like he's like, "Hey, what's up with the Mandalorian?" And I was like, you mean like merchandise? Because I don't think they're releasing any until March or something like that. He's like, no, just like, what, what is it? And I was like, well, you know, it's all about the uh, Mandalorian, these people, like uh, these bounty hunters, like Boba Fett. And I started going into the lore of the game and I realized like, it wasn't catching this guy's attention. <laughs> so very quickly I had to be like, and anyway, it's, it sounds like it's pretty good. Maybe bounty hunters, good. you get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, it starts with the history of Mandalore.
1: There can only be one Mandalore, <laughs> and, you know, you have to fight your way to the top yeah, to prove and prove yourself. A, it's a
0: position of honor that must be respected amongst the other ones. But Mandalore is allowed to make his own decisions.
1: Unfortunately, by the time of Boba Fett, they've become a very exiled community. They've
0: become scattered to the cosmos. And there really is no Mandalore. They sort of started
1: it with the Mandalorian Wars. A lot of that was their fault. It there led was, right into the Jedi Civil War, and let's not even was, talk about the Hyperspace War. <laughs> there,
0: was, there was times during Exar Kun where <laughs> when the Mandalorians were very pivotal to the way <laughs> the battles were ended.
1: Junta Paul tried to break the schism, but...
0: You have to understand <laughs> that the Mandalorians were responsible for Malakoff Five. what happened there. The scar left in the force afterwards. He's like, no, I'm asking y'all have Baby Yoda t-shirts.
1: <laughs> it turned Treya into Creya in some degrees, but she was really just laying in wait.
0: <laughs> it's truly, a Sith Lord never disappears. They just slumber. For she a just
1: waits for time. the oscillations to die down. And then when you ask her to strip for a minor hut boy, she tells you to go fuck <laughs> it's off. A, it's
0: 11 o'clock at night the gate's closed and there's a security guard banging on it and like go home!
1: My eyes closed up sleeping and still <laughs>
0: stains on my clothes urine stains dribbling down my pants You
1: see like, if you fight those Twilock twins on your own <laughs> the best way you really have to worry about a glitch in the system You is really have to kind of run around a table until they get stuck and just
0: throw grenades from a fall In
1: an almost cowardly uh, position <laughs> but you could argue retreat is its own strategic defense.
0: Aten Rand would appreciate this level of knowledge. Aten Rand, of course, was a famous Jedi killer, but by befriending him, you can help him communicate with the Force and better understand him. And that
1: hit restart a bunch of times screaming the (laughs) N-word. Hello? He's a skeleton. Still has an afro. It's just George coming next to like, What the hell are you still doing (laughs) Peter? I'm not paying you for that. I've already told you you should shit about your or knowledge. <laughs> but you see, on the moon of Sutton <laughs> they don't tell you everything at Korriban. Just pushing me out of the dolly. Still this, like, guarantee... Well, of course we
0: reference the Sith code. Terry, you can turn off the podcast at this
1: point. And Dad. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. Anything else you want to fill in?
1: No. Um, you know, give us a five star review, Super Larios Brothers on iTunes, uh, Michael J. Larius on all social media platforms that Can I'm you aware of. Can we
0: get back to tweeting as Marty the the Terminator robot? You're
1: shaking my balls on TikTok.
0: There you go. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that It's a platform the children. We'll see. You know what? You do you, boy. You do you, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's going to do it for the Super Larry's Brothers podcast. Catch you next time.